Welcome, everybody, to the Mental Health Hour. This is episode 32 on sleep debt. Hi, Hattie. Welcome into the show. It's good to see you. And hello to Gemma. Hi. <laughs> I'm just going on, oh, going on Twitch. And hello to all the replay viewers. We appreciate you just as much. And stream elements is here as well so everybody say hello um anywho we can get go ahead and get started now there's michael joseph murray Hi. michael joseph murray welcome to you and it's good to see everybody as usual um so yes sleep debt what do you got there a new mug yeah that's what I was trying to do. I said I was trying to put mental health hour on, but I didn't have enough letters <laughs> to just stick with that. Mental health mug. The mental health mug. TMHM. that anyway. one. <laughs> anyway, we have a great show tonight. I'm excited. So welcome once again. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the mental health hour. And... Welcome to episode 32. Lots to talk about tonight on sleep debt. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Uh, and I'd like to start, as we always do, with our co-host, Gemma. What can you tell us about sleep debt? I know that that's definitely something that I struggle with. <laughs> um, we all do, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like the was it last night? Last night or the night before, I completely just passed out because I'd not been to sleep for about three, four nights on the trot. And I was absolutely exhausted. And I think when you get to the point where you're so exhausted that you pass out, it's not actually a restful sleep. It's just by sheer exhaustion that you your body literally gives up. Yeah, and that's, that's something that, I mean, it, it, that is the case. Um, mm -hmm. You you will sleep when your body is tired enough. It will put you to sleep, whether you're ready or not. Yeah. It'll go to sleep. Um, so your oh, body, yeah. it's kind of like that, it's kind of like that, um, what do they call those, you know, where you just blink without knowing it, or without... You know, those actions your body does, like blink. Involuntary movements. Thank you. That's it. Um, it will sleep when it's tired enough. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a fact. Uh, sleep is necessary. Des, what's up? Good to see you. Sleep is necessary for your body to function and for your mental health, for everything that uh, is a part of how we operate. Um Lindsay, hello, good to see you. Welcome in, everybody. Um, tonight we are talking about sleep, uh, sleep debt. So <clears throat> we're only just getting started. Um, sleep is important, as important as eating. It's as important as uh, hydrating. Uh, it's, it goes hand in hand with all of these things as something we need to survive. Um, you will become very ill without sleep. And it could be fatal. Um, but Raymond, welcome in. 
Good to see you, friend. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll start with a slide. I'm going to rattle this one off because it's real quick. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm going to hand it over to Gemma. But uh, just real quick, common causes of poor sleep. There's just three things here to go over, and we'll get into it a little bit more. Welcome in, TJ. Uh, lifestyle issues, social engagements, late night work, use of electronic devices. We all know um, <clears throat> that electronic devices are today's probably number one cause of poor sleep. Oh, yeah. um, we can't get off the phone, even televisions. Um, now there is there is something I like about TV, and I've mentioned it before. TV, watching a television show while you sleep, or, or while you are trying to wind down and go to sleep, allows your brain to focus on one thing instead of those racing thoughts. So mm -hmm. I do like it for that. <clears throat> um, but then stress and anxiety that kind of factors into those racing thoughts that I'm talking about. Like we're talking everything that happened that day, running through your mind. What did I do wrong? What did I do? What could I do better? Um, and anything from like potential job promotions, demotions, um, work related items, workplace stress, school, etc. All those things that race through bills, finances, that race through your head is when you're trying to shut your body down for the night and get some good sleep. That's mm -hmm. when all of this stuff surfaces because it's quiet. Your brain is still fairly active from the day. Um, and that's normal. Unless you go to bed when you are, unless you lay down to go to bed when you are dog tired and instantly fall asleep, uh, which a lot of us don't do, but, uh, <laughs> Your brain's still semi-active and it's going to, you know, run through these things. And then to end it off with medication, we'll get into this a little later as well. Allergy meds um, cause drowsiness while those for hypertension can reduce your sleep. Um, so any medications and uh, whether they be over-the-counter drugs, prescription drugs, or, uh, you know, illicit drugs or alcohol, uh, play a factor in, in poor sleep, uh, essentially, or especially alcohol will, uh, bring your, uh, body down to rest and, and it might seem like you're sleeping, but really you just pass out and you're not achieving REM sleep. You're not achieving good sleep. You're, it's sleep. Yes. But it's more of just an unconscious state. It's not your body recharging. Really. You just kind of are comatose for eight hours eric welcome in good to see you um glad you could join um yes michael also illegal drugs is like meth meth is one of those that will i think michael's talking about keep you awake for hours and hours and days on end uh, meth is an amphetamine and is uh responsible for you know just those racing thoughts and everything of the sort. Uh, it's like shots of caffeine, you know. But I'm going to hand it over to Gemma uh, to take us through sleep deprivation, mm -hmm. if you would please. Yeah, okay. So this is how sleep affects your health. Uh, so I like sleep deprivation. Impaired cognition. So lack of sleep impairs memory and ability to process information. 
higher levels of anxiety. A lack of sleep raises the brain's anticipate. Oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> Anticipatory reactions, don't I? Increasing overall anxiety levels. A stroke risk. When you sleep six hours or less a night, your chance of a stroke increases by four times. Increased risk for diabetes. Lack of sleep increases cortisol and... Oh, dear, you'd have been best with these with the medical terms. <laughs> I can't actually even Nor see epinephrine. That, that one. <laughs> Both are associated with insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, increases of symptoms of depression. So a lack of sleep disrupts neurotransmitters to the brain, which regulates the mood. Increased risk of breast cancer. Melatonin decreases when you are exposed to a light. Hang on, I've just swiped out of that. Exposed to light, uh, light late at night. A decrease in melatonin disrupts estrogen production, which can later lead to breast cancer increased risk for heart disease blood pressure decreases when you sleep and weight gain sleep helps balance hormones that make you feel hungry and full which definitely with the weight thing with hungry and full sometimes when you've been awake a long time you get really really hungry at night Mm -hmm. i've noticed that and if i'm not asleep I, the urge to have to go down and raid the fridge at silly o'clock yeah. it's strong. That's true. Um, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Molly, welcome in. A uh, couple things on this slide worth mentioning. Uh, sleep deprivation. And, of course, we're talking about, you know, lack of sleep. And over time, that builds into the debt. I guess we could have explained that from the beginning. What is sleep debt? Well, the sleep debt is the number of hours. So on one of these slides, you'll see, I don't know if I actually uploaded that slide or if I didn't use it, but uh, seven to eight hours is what's recommended for the average adult per day, uh, seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Um, So when you're sleeping or not sleeping, I guess I should say, when you're not sleeping for uh, a regular seven hours, we'll call it, per night, then you're starting to accrue a debt of what your body needs. Um, So if you sleep three hours tonight, another two hours the next night, you're you're in debt to your body uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 14 hours of sleep. That you're missing out on. Well, I, I guess over two nights that would be 14 hours of sleep, and you slept five of those, so we'll we'll call it more nine hours. You're in debt nine hours of sleep, um, and that's what a sleep debt is. Your body, it, you eventually want to try and catch up, but nobody ever is a hundred percent on their sleep debt. It's just mm. not a realistic thing, but we try and keep. Uh, as close to that seven or eight hour mark. But where sleep debt comes into play is all of these things, uh, how sleep affects your health. Um, the, the more, the higher that your sleep debt gets 
the more higher levels of anxiety, impaired mm -hmm. cognition, where you can't think straight and you're not sounding appropriately, you're not forming correct sentences. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, your health also plays a role in this stroke risk, diabetes, um, heart disease, breast cancer, as you mentioned. Um, of course, your mental health is also um, very high up on the list of how sleep affects your, your health with depression. It's definitely one of those things where if we don't keep a solid sleep schedule, well, let me put it this way. When you, when you are allowed to keep a solid sleep schedule, uh, you can definitely notice the, the benefits of that. Uh, obviously my sleep is jacked up because of my work. Uh, and when I spent that 44 days at the rehab center, I was able to be on a regular sleep schedule for the first time in 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I felt fantastic. It was, it was so amazing. What kind of a difference that made in the cognition, in my depression, uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You can definitely tell the, the, the difference. Um, but most of us that are in this room um, and a lot of us talk about it all the time. Our sleep is not ideal, I guess. Uh, we don't sleep when we should. Now, that's mm -hmm. the other thing I kind of wanted to get into, and we'll touch on this a little later, is having that sleep schedule. That isn't, you know, necessarily what everybody else does. Like, most people sleep during the night, right? Well, some people run a perfectly excellent sleep schedule from three o'clock in the morning till eight or something uh, or four in the morning until 2 p.m. You know, whatever their eight hour block is, they're still mm -hmm. they're still achieving the eight hours and 24 hours that you're supposed to. Uh, but it's just not when we're told we're supposed to sleep. It just mm -hmm. like I said, it's unrealistic. Everybody. Uh, to to sleep at that uh, nothing the world would shut down if we were all asleep at the same time um so uh everybody's sleep schedule is different as long as you're adhering to a decent one though the benefits are gonna show mm -hmm. so anyway i just wanted to touch on that and we'll move on um Gemma can uh tell us some about why sleep is important for children and for kids yeah, my son's a perfect example of this lately. <laughs> um, right, so why sleep matters for children. Sleep recharges the kid's body and the brain so that they can feel calm and refreshed, make good choices, have healthy weight, pay attention in school, remember what they learned, do better in sports, avoid getting hurt and to feel good about themselves. After one or two nights of less sleep, your child may have more meltdowns, make poor choices, zone out in class, forget what they've learned, have trouble with sports and games and get into arguments. That also can happen without lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're kids, but, you yeah. know, they're more likely to. And then kids who are sleep deprived may feel sad, hopeless or anxious become overweight, make risky choices, or use cigarette, alcohol, and drugs. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. And there, there on the bottom of this slide, you can see for for children, uh, nine to twelve hours. Yeah, is six to twelve. Mm -hmm. um, eight to ten hours for thirteen to eighteen, and then when you hit over eighteen into adult, that's when it drops to seven to eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, when you're younger, your body needs more sleep. That's why infants sleep for a majority of the day, or mm -hmm. puppies, um, or whatever. Well, it's when they do the growing and the developing when they're asleep as children. Yes, and it's exhausting. Um, and, you know, uh, even toddlers need their daily naps. And mm -hmm. you know, the, it, it, as you grow older, you stop taking naps. You, you are able to function and be cognitive uh, for far longer in between sleep periods. Mm -hmm. Um Certainly, my job sometimes keeps me up all twenty four hours, and I'm able to I'm able to operate and function for twenty four hours. But I definitely come home feeling the effects of that, and I mm. try to go to bed. Uh, my wife is very understanding of of the work I do, and uh, knows I let her know, of course, ahead of time that uh, it's been a rough shift, and I'm going to need to to catch some sleep today. So mm -hmm. trying to whack down some of that sleep debt before it gets too high, even on, on, you know, my end. Um, so that is why a little, why it's important for children. Um, it's certainly paying attention in school. We can all remember uh, our days in school and how tired we would be if we wouldn't follow our bedtime or try and sneak up the game boy or whatever. Mm. Um, you do better, uh, not just in sports, but uh, cognitively. Uh, that's the big word here uh, that I keep using. It's, it's a very important part of all this sleep and why, 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 why our body needs sleep is for cognitive function. Um, so uh, kids who are sleep deprived, as Jeff said, uh, make the risky choices. They, they can become overweight and they... Uh, tend to get into the cigarettes and alcohol and drugs um just all and that all stems from poor mental health from my lack of sleep you know the, as it says there on the slide they're feeling sad hopeless or anxious um if we can keep that cut to a minimum then hopefully we, we keep them getting in, involved with uh drugs and alcohol at an early age um, mm -hmm. you know if that makes sense um uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, Thomas's schedule, as you mentioned before, or yeah, if you like. Um, so, so certainly, some of the his disturbed sleep is due to his medication. They've already told me that, particularly when he's on steroids, it keeps him awake longer. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the medication side of it, because the, some of the medication he takes keeps him awake, keeps him alert more, and then some of it is the opposite. Over here, we can't just readily available uh, buy melatonin. It is a controlled prescription drug only. And they do occasionally give him some. And I get with him round about two weeks grace period where it works. For the first week, it works really well. The second week can be hit and miss. Then not much after that. But... Um, he is very much up and down. He's like a few times I've gone in and taken things away from him because he sneaked it 
into his bedroom, like yeah. a, a device of some description, but it's trying to get him to sleep. So for what, what I do with him, I've got some of the lights that project stars onto his ceiling and play some music. I find that helps. Mm -hmm. And from being a baby, he's always liked to have some kind of music and background noise in his room. And I think I think some people are just like that. Sure. And certainly during the holidays when he wasn't getting out and about more, like the school holidays, he was getting where he would lay in longer, um, getting up later in the day, mm -hmm. then being able to go on. Like literally now we're on half 11 and he's still not asleep. So after this, then I might have to go and sort that out when he um, when we're done. But it's just trying to get him on a pattern that will where he will go to sleep, mm -hmm. but fight against the drugs at the same time. It's really difficult. Yeah. But by then it has a knock-on effect with me because sometimes, like like Eric said as well, like he wakes up tired every morning. I do too. And I found a lot of that because I wear, um, I have the, the sleep tracker that I have on my watch, but I actually have one that was prescribed from the hospital because I have um, a form of sleep apnea. Uh -huh. And sometimes I will wear oxygen. But um, with that, it's about having a restful sleep because you can sleep for 10, 12 hours, but still not feel like you've had any if it's not very restful. But then sometimes if you have too much sleep, that also makes you feel tired. Mm -hmm. And I found that if I've had too much sleep, like if I've gone and had more than I maybe should have, then I feel tired and it's it's as though I might as well have not bothered with it. Yeah, I've definitely felt that as well. There is, there is something to be said about too much sleep. Um, mm. Now, I don't know, like I don't know about everybody uh, and certainly let us know in the comments, or Gemma, you can speak up to this as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when you've had too much sleep, or what we, I guess, are classifying as too much sleep right now. Yes, you do You do feel tired yeah, mm -hmm. when I wake up, but I, I do eventually get going as if I had had a normal night's sleep. It just seems like it takes me a little longer, maybe an extra cup of coffee, to get moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a little slower to, to wake up, I guess. Uh, but then I still balance out and feel like I got a good night's sleep. Uh, do you uh, agree with that? Or are you tired? Yeah. Are you tired um, all day? I can't have caffeine. So it takes me a bit longer to get going. Um, but I, I do feel like eventually start coming around but it is actually usually at this sort of time when I start to pick up because I'm more I'm just used to being up at night some of that's to do with the like friends and stuff being on a different time zone and then some of it's because I don't get anything done through the day so I have to get what I need to do at night and then it's like my body's just on the complete wrong time zone for me but yeah, I do eventually get going, but it just yeah. takes a lot longer to get going. Yeah, so Molly's saying that she uh, 
feels more rested using her CPAP for sleeping. That's used commonly for people with sleep apnea. It's the uh, the mask that you put on, um, and it kind of forces oxygen in, which is great. Hello to Sarah Lightman, a great musician here on the Twitch platform and potential soon-to-be guest on the show for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so welcome in, Sarah. Good to see you. Um, and then Michael commenting also, uh, especially tossing and turning all night long. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that is what we're, what Gemma was kind of touching on initially with, um, you know, the restful sleep mm-hmm. versus just sleeping <clears throat> because there are stages of sleep, you know, the, the stage one where you're just kind of falling asleep, your body's winding down, you mm-hmm. might twitch a little bit, um, you know, your muscles, you know, twitch, um, and then it progresses on through, I think, stage three or four is where you're in a dreaming state. You can, your mind is still active. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's REM sleep, which is the, which is what you want to achieve. You, that's your, that's where your body's doing most of its recharging, mm-hmm. um, the REM sleep. Uh, and a, a lot of times, like when I'm at the fire department, when I'm sleeping at work, I, I sleep, but I don't get that restful sleep. I don't think we ever really achieve REM sleep at the uh, fire station, which is why a lot of firefighters mm-hmm. have sleep apnea, as as um, Molly was saying, uh, and have to use the CPAP machines. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit more uh, about sleep and uh, the importance of you know, even for kids, so important mm-hmm. for their their daily lives, their uh, their schoolwork, uh, their cognitive function. Yeah. I remember work, when I was working in a school, the number of kids that would be there and be like, literally, you could see them falling asleep. And it really made a difference to the child with the grades and things that they got in school. Like, to give an example, I, I used to work with this uh, this boy and he had trouble with his behaviour, things like that, but he was always really good academically. But then when he had a difficult stage in his life and he wasn't actually sleeping very well, his grades plummeted and it, it literally happened overnight. You could see the effects of his work literally from one day to the other because he hadn't had enough sleep like is just from his handwriting to being able to concentrate and zoning out all the time and you'd literally have to like call his name and like you know keeping him focused and stuff because just missing the one night sleep for a child can be so detrimental because that is when they do like they're growing everything is done while they're asleep yep very formidable times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Molly saying uh, she would occasionally sleepwalk before using the CPAP machine. Um, mm. Sleepwalking has to do with the, that restless sleep uh, and your brain still not quite shutting down uh, and allowing you to achieve that REM sleep, which you only hit, your sleep goes in cycles. So you, you could achieve REM sleep several times a night. Um but uh, the CPAP machine 
also, this isn't why um, you're not sleepwalking, but it does kind of tether you down. Um, yeah. Especially some of the older ones, it's like a, a whole apparatus that um, you're attached to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've come a, fa- a long way, um, and it's not quite as as drastic anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, greetings to C.S. Murphy, VR artist extraordinaire here on the platform. Welcome in, um, Michael. Saying, uh, I know when used to work ten or twelve hour shifts was hard to get enough sleep. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing. Like, it is a uh, very work plays such a role into all of our sleep schedules. Uh, obviously, work makes the world go round, keeps us all uh, going, and you know it keeps our mental health well too, because it is enjoyable to get up and go to work, accomplish something, have a purpose, um, you know, mm. from day to day. So. It does certainly. There are things to be said, but it can hinder our sleep schedule. I I know that better than anyone. Like I'm, I, I'm right there with you. I understand. Um, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a matter of the reason we titled this "sleep debt versus sleep deprivation" is up is that you can <clears throat> essentially come home and shut down for a little while, try and chisel away at some of that sleep debt, and and adjust accordingly to occasionally uh, try and, and get some better sleep. Uh, mm. so when you are able to achieve that REM sleep and, you know, it's a nice quiet house or you don't have work to worry about, maybe you have the day off, etc., cetera, uh, and you're able to sit, lay down for a solid five, six hours maybe and just allow your body to sleep, you know, mm. And these are the times that we were talking about are so important for the overall function of your body. As I was saying, it's as important as eating and hydrating and all of those things. Breathing. Sleep is essential. Mm-hmm. And you could die without sleep. It could be fatal. Um, but again, your body goes into that fight or flight mode. Um, it's not going to let you die. <laughs> so your body will automatically sleep without you even being ready yeah i'm sure everybody's felt that at least this once. is why you have to be careful or you're just sitting in the chair and next thing mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes later and you're like uh no i wasn't asleep i wasn't asleep <laughs> that happened i think last week the week before here there was somebody um driving on the motorway and they fell asleep at the wheel smashed right through the middle center reservation and caused a six car pileup Yep. So it's, it literally will, your body will fall asleep and you don't get to choose when, when it is that exhausted, it will just literally boom. So it is time to sleep now, whether you're ready or not. Yeah. <laughs> so having the ability to set a sleep schedule, as C.S. Murphy was saying, five hours is the minimum for me. He knows that mm-hmm. and he is able to work around that. And schedule in five hours of sleep at least at minimum mm-hmm. per night. So it's all a matter of setting that sleep schedule and adhering to it. That's the biggest thing. We could we could all say, all right, we're going to sleep every night from 11 p.m. till 6 a.m. And then 11 p.m. comes and goes, and here we are on TikTok until 3 in the morning, um, etc. So adhering to that schedule is the biggest thing that we have to get on there. Um, 
some people even sleep on streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah, that got me. I was trying to. Uh... Yeah, I've seen that before too. I don't know if it's uh, sometimes it's on purpose, but uh, I don't know if other times it's not <laughs> just fall asleep. Um, but anyway, moving forward now, now we've learned a little bit um, about sleep and what it does to us with the lack of that lack thereof of sleep. Um, Gemma, if you wouldn't mind, let's get back into yeah. uh, some, uh, look at some slides here. Mm -hmm. about the physical benefits and mental benefits. I'm trying to see if you sent me that one. Oh, maybe I... Did I? No. no. All right, I'll try and read it from the screen. If not, I can... Excuse me if I get closer. <laughs> okay, I just don't want to get too close to the camera. Okay, so maximizing performance. So, like, this is says it's a sleep education for athletes, but I'm pretty sure it'll be for, like, pretty much relevant for everybody. Certainly. So, physical benefits, longer career, fewer injuries, and less illness. Enhances muscle recovery, glycogen stores, immune deficiencies, bone health, and weight control. Mm -hmm. Improved muscle strength, sprint speed, and accuracy. And the mental benefits, improved mood, motivation and focus, new skills learned faster, improved mental accuracy, concentration, new memory formation, and then improved decision making and reaction times. So, yes, it, this is a, a sleep education study for athletes. But I, I liked the information on this slide because like mm. it, it can translate to everybody. Um, yes, this, some of the things they're saying, like improved muscle strength, sprint speed and accuracy, mm -hmm. uh, that does sound specific to athletes, but at the same time, if, even if you're not doing an athletic event, having that reaction time to increase, to have an increased sprint speed can mm -hmm. be very beneficial to anybody, um, and accuracy, uh, being on point with things, um, and etc like it does it it's not just for athletes you know um improved decision making and reaction times are good for everyone not just athletes uh, so i hope that makes sense we can translate this from athletes to everybody so uh how do we improve our sleep yeah okay so it says general advice have a consistent bed and wake up time I can't read the small bits. Um, oh, that, those are just tips. It's yeah, that's fine. Keep your bedroom quiet, cool, and comfortable. Practice calming the mind. Take care with caffeine and alcohol. And then specific advice. Try sleep extension. Very effective. Minimize bright light exposure before bedtime. And that's like with the screen as well. Mm -hmm. um, the blue light on screens top up with sleep naps and try PMR okay and progressive P muscle relaxation yes PMR I did put an article today's article is on PMR progressive muscle relaxation um, on on the discord uh, so if you're not on the discord please uh, consider joining our discord we'll talk more at the end of the show 
But uh, every day I post an article, and today I posted about PMR because I did see that it um, was going to be a part of tonight's show. And basically all that is is the uh, uh, laying down in bed and then inhaling and clen uh, clench a muscle group. Like I'm using my hands, so just clen clench up, hold it for about 10 seconds, and then exhale and release. Mm. And you do that once or twice and then move on to the next muscle group. Like you you can start down at your feet, move up to your legs, your calves, your thighs, uh, your buttocks, your abs, move all the way up or down your body, whichever way you prefer. Very much like mindfulness. Yes. And that's, that's what PMR is. It's mm -hmm. uh, very helpful for stress and anxiety. And it also has been used to help with insomnia. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are reporting that it does wonderful things for uh, for insomnia. So yeah. they say uh, to do that with mindfulness as well to concentrate on that area whilst you're doing it. So you could always put that into it to help. Yeah, uh, and go over some of these a little bit more. Um, we'll talk about uh, keeping the bedroom quiet. Uh, a lot of people uh, see this, th this comes as a preference thing. Mm. Uh, I kind of like a little noise, but I'm used to that. So that, yeah. kind of, that seems normal to me and I'm able to achieve good sleep with, with the TV running, let's say, but mm -hmm. keeping the bedroom quiet, cool and comfortable has been uh, general advice, you know, for a lot of folks, um, the consistent bed and wake time, that's what I was talking about earlier with setting a sleep schedule and adhering to it. Um, go If you're going to go to bed at 11 o'clock and that's your bedtime, do mm. it every single night. Make sure you're in bed and you're not up at 1, 2 in the morning. And then on the other end of that, set an alarm and wake up. Don't hit the snooze button 27 times. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, set an alarm with the intention of getting up and out of bed and moving at that time every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally think the snooze button should be ripped off of every alarm across the world uh, because uh, not only does it not do anything for us to get that extra eight minutes of sleep or whatever it allows, <laughs> uh, but, but it also keeps your spouse up over and over again or at the mm -hmm. firehouse i sleep in a room with 10 other guys or nine other guys and they have all their sleep alarms going off and then hit snooze it's just a constant mess for trying to get any kind of sleep because i'm waking up to your alarm too every five minutes so um snooze button get rid of it set your alarm and get up at that time um try calming your mind try the pmr um and what it means but take care with caffeine and alcohol let's cut back um it's not saying don't drink caffeine and don't drink alcohol but another thing to maybe adhere to your sleep schedule adhere to a schedule with your caffeine intake and alcohol okay mm -hmm. uh you know i'm not gonna drink any beer or whatever past eight o'clock at night because i'd like to go to bed at 11 or it's the same thing with caffeine. Let's not have a cup of coffee at 9.30 at night, um, you know, or make it decaf, uh, mm -hmm. et cetera. Things like that. These are all just general advice. Um, 
and uh, stuff to look at for hopefully improving. And then we'll move on to uh, 10 tips from the World Sleep Society. 10 tips for better sleep. Take it away, Gemma. Yeah. A lot of rep- repetition here, but we'll, there's some new information. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'll go around from number one. So establish a regular bedtime and waking time. Allow yourself to take a nap if you're tired, like preferably not at work or anything, obviously. But adjust to a healthier lifestyle regarding your substance use. Create a caffeine cut-off time, like Tim just said. Change up your bedtime snack. Watch your workout routine. Use comfortable, inviting bedding. So, like, nothing... Like, I've seen some really garish-looking bed covers and stuff. Like, try and keep it mellow, I guess. Find a comfortable sleep temperature setting and keep the room well-ventilated. Block out all distracting noise and elements as much and as much light as possible, and reserve your bed for sleep. And I can't say the word now because I've just had company. Avoiding its use for work or general recreation. That was just epic timing. Yeah, of course. Of course it was. <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, yeah, definitely with the last one, I. The number of times I've thought, right, I'm just going to sit and watch some TikToks or whatever, or a bit of YouTube or whatever in bed. And then I've looked at the clock three, four hours later. And then yeah. I struggle to get to sleep because I've already been laid in bed so long. So what I've been trying to do is waiting till I'm l- nearly dead on my feet and then going to bed. So I will pass out straight away. They yeah. say to try not to go to bed until you're actually ready to go to sleep. Because it can cause more harm than good doing so. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just going to mute myself. Um, and about number 10, they, they say it is healthy to have sex before bed as well. It does release tension, release stress, and it, it will help you get to sleep. Um, there has been multiple studies about, uh, about such uh, activities. And it's Gemma's absolutely right. It's important to see your bedroom as where you sleep, uh, not a place for you know recreation. I'm not going up to the bedroom just to lay, and uh, we're here to sleep, and that's what it's used for. Um, inv- invest in your bedding. Uh, that's a good piece of advice. Make it comfortable. Make it inviting, as number seven says. Um, make it somewhere you want to be sleep shouldn't be another chore um if you know tim jeremy hi tim uh and create a caffeine cutoff time we we were talking about that um change your bedtime snacks if uh if they can be something that's going to keep you up or um etc and uh yeah, I mean, a lot of great information here. Oh, oh, and we haven't even talked about number two. Allow yourself to take a nap if you're tired. There is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with napping during the day. Um, in fact, it's recommended by a lot of sleep studies around the world. Uh, naps are, even 20-minute naps can be some of the best things you can do for your body. Power um, nap. <laughs> through, through the day, you know. 
grabbing a 20-minute cat nap can increase cognitive function. It can increase your decision-making. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the overall effects are amazing. If you, if you take a look and you Google sometime, and maybe I'll make this one of the, the daily article for tomorrow, the uh, benefits of a 20-minute nap during the day, it's, it's incredible. Um, and it's a great uh, piece of information. It allows you to, because I mean, I don't know if anybody else has felt it, but uh, like a 20 minute nap can sometimes feel like you've slept a full night, you know? Mm. Would you agree, Gemma? I used to, certainly, when I think mine comes down to medication now because I found that if I just have a, a little nap, it's, it doesn't for me it doesn't feel long enough anymore but it certainly used to do me the world of good before but I think my problems stem down to the medication that I'm on with that I have to try and keep myself going and then shut down once and for all at night but I guess it's individual preference and like because everybody is different so yeah. quick power nap for me it doesn't really help. I end up waking up feeling more tired. Ella, the money mom, welcome in. And thank you for the bits. Thank you, everybody, for the bits. If I've missed uh, anything in subscription uh, and uh, follows, everything is very much so appreciated uh, here. And we can't, uh, Gemma and I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in every week mm-hmm. and being here for all of these discussions live and especially to our replay viewers. I was talking with Walt a little earlier, Walt Hollick. Um, congrats to him. He just made affiliate on Twitch as well. Um, but he says he always watches our replays um, and that mm-hmm. he, he loves the content. And it's just great that we can make this for, um, for you guys. And, and it's been hitting so well in our community for 32 episodes now. I was going to say 32 episodes. We wouldn't have been able to do it without viewers, you know? Yeah. With, without you guys, we're nothing. So mm-hmm. many thanks to everybody. And uh, thanks for everybody for making the, uh, the, the transition over here to Twitch seem uh, seamless, uh, mm-hmm. that much easier. It's awesome. So, uh, Ella saying I'm the worst sleeper on earth <laughs> uh, but Ella we as we were discussing shortly before you got here you still somewhat adhere to a schedule um, yes you're you're up for half the night entertaining us while we try and sleep um, which is a job in and of itself uh, but then you I'm sure you have your time frame before you have to go to the shop that you all right, I'm going to sleep 5 a.m. till noon or whatever. So what we were discussing there is still, even though it's an uncanny or uh, sought out as or looked at as a strange sleep schedule, it's a sleep schedule nonetheless, and you're still achieving that sleep schedule every 24 hours. Um, five to seven hours of sleep for uh, Jeremy, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the average adult needs about seven to eight a night. And then not allowing that can start to develop that sleep debt, which is what the episode here is about today. Um, accruing that sleep debt and not taking advantage of days that you have off 
where you can sleep or nap the day away and try and whack them down some of those numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, allow your body to tell you what it needs. Uh, instead of just forcing you to do it, as we were talking about earlier, where yeah. you're just driving down the road and next thing you know is uh, you're asleep behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Eric and Hattie. Uh, thank you guys for the bits. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, wrapping up uh, today's episode, we'll go over some some things again. We'll do a quick recap for those of you just joining us, and then we'll kind of close it up for everybody, all the replay viewers as well. We looked at sleep as a whole, uh, what common, ca common causes of poor sleep, um, the lifestyle issues, the social anxiety, electronic devices, stress, uh, anxiety, and then medication as well uh, can, can work against you, um, whether you're using uh, drowsy meds or um, uppers, if you will. And don't forget about illicit drugs and uh, alcohol as well, because we, we discussed alcohol is seemingly a great way to get to sleep, but it's not really sleep sleep. You're just passing out. You're just in an unconscious state. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not achieving REM sleep. You're not. Um, you're not sleeping. You know. You're not getting the benefits of sleep. You're just unconscious. Um, and then we talked about some of the sleep deprivation and how it affects, uh, of course, your mental health. It affects uh, your um, physical health. I don't know why I can't. Uh, and not just physical health, but your weight. Um, and like I said, mental health, your cog, your mental cognition. Uh, that's a big word here uh, during this broadcast, cognition. Your focus, your drive uh, from day to day. Uh, we talked about some sleep tips as well. You're adjusting your uh, caffeine intake, adjusting your... Um, sleep schedule a um, couple things you can uh, take a look at like using comfortable uh, bedding etc uh, your workout routines you might have to change that up to uh, allow yourself sleep if if your workout routine at night is amping you up and you're coming out on a high then it's not time to go to bed you know what i mean so Anyway, um, that was all I had. Oh, and we also discussed why it's important for kids uh, just as much. They need more sleep per day. They need the 6 to 12. You need 9 to 12 hours of sleep. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what we say. And then 8 to 10 hours for 13 and 18, 13 to 18 years old. So children uh, perform better in school, uh, maintain healthy weight, um, and feel generally better about themselves, uh, which will in turn decrease that sad, hopeless, anxious feelings and hopefully uh, cut down on their abilities or thoughts to make riskier decisions and choices such as alcohol and drugs, mm -hmm. uh, etc. So uh, that should about do it for sleep. Uh, sleep is so important and we will discuss this more as the show goes on. I'm sure there'll be a part two to this. Mm -hmm. But 
As always, I'd like to thank all of you guys for being here, as we have. And I'd like to um, thank uh, our sponsors, our subs. Um, and thank you, Sarah, for dropping by. Uh, future guest on the show, Sarah Lightman, in the comments today. Um, we'll have her on soon to discuss more mental health awesomeness. And... Don't forget www.mybunnyvalentine.com. Ella is with us today in the comments section. Get all your bunny goods and help support bunny rescues everywhere. Uh, that's www.mybunnyvalentine.com. And use the promo code FIREDUDE15. I'll drop it in the comments. You get everything from electronics. There's apparel. There's uh, jewelry. There's all kinds of goodies on there. So check it out and help our friend Ella, the bunny mom, the puppy cat. Uh, as always, we'll remind you, Catalyst, Jim in Chicagoland, tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's 8 p.m. on the, the West Coast and well into tomorrow morning for Gemma. Um, and then uh, also we have the Creative Multiverse tonight. Archuary continues. Uh, on the creative multiverse with Joseph Burke Art and maybe a, a, a broadcast from Badger Makes as well uh, later on after that uh, doing some day five what are we on day five of Archuary uh, so as always support all of our friends C.S. Murphy thanks for being here Ray of Sunshine Michael Joseph Murray Eric uh, Jeremy Stoltz will be on He'll be on tonight at 10, Jeremy, doing May 5 in Mortuary. So please join him, help him out, help everybody and uh, enjoy their content. Everybody on here does such amazing work. And uh, it's really a great part. To be a part of this community is, is incredible. So that being said, Gemma, do you have any closing words for us on sleep or anything at all? Get to bed. <laughs> Get to bed. <laughs> Um, no, not really. We've covered it all, but just check out the um, the bio link that I put in. Yeah, forgot about that. Yes. And um, the Discord, if you're not already in there, there's a link in the bio link, and then the website as well, which uh, went live a few weeks ago now. Right on. Uh, on are YouTube, you, you want to mention those? The What's YouTube? that? The oh yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, we've been recording now for a few weeks some mental health hour moments that are around about 10 minutes long. I won't tell you how long it takes to record <laughs> and how many times I've had to edit the start of each one just to get the turret out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, check those out. There's uh, is it four episodes up there now? Something like that. Uh, there, there's four posted. We have. Uh... Yeah. We've got a some more to ready to go. But yeah, they're just really quick 10 minute, like really quick in-depth 10 minute like discussions about topics we've covered or will cover. Uh we're aiming to put one up each week. But yeah. um yeah, there's uh, check those out. There uh, you'll find the link for the YouTube in the bio link as well. It's all there. Right on. 